Welcome to a new year with Talking About You with Estra, radio and podcast. Bringing car accident support to the injured, those facing insurance company and employer ERISA challenges, covert and overt surveillance against those involved in collisions, along with car accident general topics. This is Estra from Seattle, Washington, USA opening up the lines of communication to those involved in car wrecks or those interested in making life better for the millions dealing with car accident collision concerns. If this is you, dial in today to the program and be a part of the solution. Don't let fear stop you from helping others. Believe me, we are all in this together. Let's get talking. Welcome, listeners, to Talking About You with Estra's radio and podcast. I'm glad you're here with me, Estra, broadcasting from Seattle, Washington, USA. Our new program schedule allows more time for conversation between you and me. This is a car accident talk radio show where we talk about the issues of the week, personal care and recovery, auto insurance, employer ERISA insurance, Social Security Disability, Car Collision Security, and additional topics of interest to you listeners about car wrecks. Disability Surveillance Target is you, Part 3, is what we'll be talking about today. So I want you to give me a call at 718-766-4385 and be a part of the conversation. Your voice and stories are powerful and make a difference when speaking out. So here are the digits again. It's 718-766-4385. So get dialing and let me know about your surveillance experiences, whether it's with auto insurance, whether it's with Social Security disability, whether it's with an employer. In fact, no matter who it is, we'd like to hear about your story. As we know, after this week of discussions on cybersecurity, or from my perspective, the lack thereof, online bullying is an everyday occurrence. So if you can't get through on 718-766-4385, make sure to put your comments out on Twitter under Estra's Radio Show. You can also send me a message at contact at estrascarwreckhelp.com. That's the official website. You can even you can let, get a hold of me at contact at estruscarwreckhelp.com. The information WikiLeaks released this past week verifies what I've been talking about since 2010. Insured have been harassed and intimidated publicly and online. Malware, malware has been placed on every device, GPS on vehicles, Websites crash, bank records viewed, smartphones, laptops, desktops, hacked religiously. These actions have been taken through Verizon, Sprint, Frontier, Microsoft, Google, Mozilla, and that's just to name a few. And yes, this is another endless list. But if you're interested in a lot of these things that have been going on, go out to Estra's blog tips because it started in 2010 It'll take you back to the beginning and show you a lot of the harassment and intimidation and a lot of things that have been discussed on WikiLeaks. Otherwise, documentation can be found on all Estra Seattle sites. People involved in car collisions should be treated with respect and dignity. And how many times have I said that? Way too many times, in my opinion. Not behaviors to eliminate or uh, eliminate benefits or settlements. Ask your insurance companies how often they perform surveillance on their own policyholders or ask the last time they didn't have enough money to pay out an insurance claim. When disability surveillance tactics is you, how can you expect to be treated by your insurance company, right? So if they're actually mistreating you, well, that's what I call it, when somebody's doing disability surveillance tactics on you because you filed an insurance claim, to me, it's a problem. But what about your employer? Uh, what, what happens when you file uh, your, a claim for benefits from them? Or even Social Security Disability? And what if they all start working together because 
the, mon- the more money they say between them, the less that you receive. How does that sound to you? doesn't sound too good to me, I'll tell you. And more importantly, what would you do if you found this out? And how would you fight back? Ensured civil rights legislation passed by Congress, if ever we get one working, I'm talking about the Congress working, okay? I don't know what we're calling Congress right now. Um, I don't know why they spend so much time on issues that things about everything that Obama created, they're like they want to destroy it. It's like they want to knock him off the face of the planet. Now, why would that be? When the only thing President Obama wanted to do in his term was to make life better for everyone. Why, why would that uh, be a burr in their boots or something? Um, I don't quite understand why that's such an issue. But if we get insurance civil rights legislation passed by a Congress when we have one, it will protect you from unfair actions and help people injured or disabled get the benefits that they deserve. I have another question for you. Why is it, in fact, that I think there's a new, uh, this week, there's a lot new lawsuit pending that the uh, NFL players are bringing because they're saying that they were taking, uh, they were giving drugs and um, oxycodone, I believe, specifically. And it's caused them a lot of harm after they've been playing for too long. If their bodies didn't heal right or they've got a lot of things going on. And the first thing that comes out of the insurance company's mouth is what? There's no problem. We're going to take this to court. We'll see them in court, and we will fight them to the end. What was, was their question? How are those players? Are we a part of the problem? Can we be a part of the solution? No. First thing they said, we will take them to court. And what does that tell you about our court system? Our court system isn't working for us. And if it doesn't work for NFL players who have the money, power, and resources to take on the insurance company, how in the world do you think it's going to work for a poor person like me? I don't think it's going to work so well. Okay? If you're disabled and injured, do you have time? Do you think you have energy to fight with an insurance company that's supposed to be protecting you? I don't think so. So keep your eyes out on that uh, lawsuit. And see how it turns out. But most people, especially poor people, do not have the funds and resources to actually take on these giants. And that's why we need insurance civil rights legislation. So something can truly be done about that. And we also need to get a working Congress in place, or actually at this point, a working government. I mean, why would we have so many, I don't know if you heard today, but uh, the department, uh, what is it, the State Department, released like 40-something attorneys that work for them in different cities. Uh, I don't know why. I said they say that most of the time when you make a transition, that happens, but it's not like out of nowhere. Usually it's organized and planned from the previous presidents that I've known. So what really is going on? I hope that we're paying attention to not just the, the things that we're hearing, but the things that we're seeing the actions that are being taken because, frankly, I'm wondering, we hear all this stuff that's that's, that's happening on the right side, but we're not seeing what's really going on on the left side. So to me, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to be paying attention to as citizens. There's no more time for us to sleep and, and think that somebody else will take care of it because, trust me, there might be a few foxes in the hen house. Okay, I'm going to get back to this. People involved in car accidents should be treated with respect and dignity and not behavior to eliminate benefits or settlements. Ask your insurance company how often they perform surveillance on their employers. I bet they don't want you to know that. Or the last time they didn't have enough money to pay out an insurance claim. I bet you're laughing about that right now. When disability surveillance tactics is you, how can you expect to be treated by your auto insurance company? What about employers who you filed a claim with? Social Security disability. What if they all are working together to end your benefits? What would you do? How would you fight back? Especially if you don't have a lot to fight back with. 
That's why I always say again, insurance civil rights legislation passed by Congress, if we ever get a working one, I can't stop saying that, will protect you from unfair actions and help people injured or disabled to get the benefits they deserve. Why should the insurance industry, through lobbyists working with Congress, protect each other and leave you out in the cold? Isn't it your vote that keeps those political um, keeps them in those political political offices? It's your vote that can remove them and get insured civil rights legislation passed. It's all about us taking action by beginning to understand our rights under the law. Most of us don't. No, we we actually go ahead and listen to what somebody else tells us, and that's one of the things. I really think it's important. Whenever I get an opportunity, I always give you the link to go out and view what is going on for yourself because it's really important not just to take secondhand information in our society today. I've never seen so many lies, a deception, uh, things just to make the average person do the wrong thing for the wrong reason. You know, usually you... They try to get you to do the right thing for the right reasons, but from my perspective, a lot of the things we've seen, I don't know if that's because we have um, the Internet now and and people can go ahead and they don't, some people don't have the credibility to want to tell you, excuse me, some people don't have the credibility to want to tell you the truth, right? So they'll tell you anything. And if you don't have a little common sense to be able to take a look at it and say, oh, this does not sound right, or there's something fishy in this, or this doesn't sound like it's for me. Or you want to make sure you don't put somebody in office that says one thing and does another. I, I, the question I have for you is how many times has the Republican Congress got in and within the first week that they've gotten in, they've done the complete opposite of what they told you they were going to do. So please pay attention and make sure that you're listening to what people not only are saying, because, you know, talk is really cheap today. I don't think you can get it much cheaper than what it is. So we need to have make sure that we're backing that up with facts. One of the things that I always go back to is something uh, President Clinton said. He said, trust but verify. And I personally believe that's one of the best things today in America any of us can do. What is the reason most policyholders become disability surveillance targets? That's really the question, right? Auto insurance companies don't want to pay you. That's simple. Or, or most insurance companies. And I don't, that doesn't make any sense if they're offering you insurance. If they're offering you insurance for something that happens that's unexpected, and they said, we'll pay you to make sure that you're okay, then they should do exactly that. Insurers want to keep money for their investors and themselves. How did we get here? I just don't know. Disability surveillance targets will run into insurance harassers in public places, at residences, grocery stores, movie theaters, casinos, banks, intersections, gyms, doctor's office, and yes, this is another in this list. They will follow you everywhere. But why are they there? Why are they everywhere you're at? It's to bully you. What is the reason for bullying? Intimidation. Who wants to be intimidated? And why are they bullying you? They have to have something better to do in life other than just mess with you. But I guess the money that the insurance company would have to pay out for all of us would be way too much to give up their bullying tactics. What do they pay bullies? In fact, are some of those bullies even legally supposed to be there bullying you? Have you ever noticed how many times that when they're, they're following you in these cars, they see a cop and they run? You can't tell who the cops are working with and which ones they aren't because the ones that aren't supposed to be there get to step in really quickly when they see police coming up after them. And let's not even talk about the number of accidents they get in. So, again, why are they there? They're there to bully you. 
Yet by focusing on what is important in your life and refusing to be intimidated, that's right. When they come up to intimidate, you say, I'm not having it. That's not my problem. That's whoever employed them. That's their problem. Your problem is to take care of yourself and focus on what is important in your life and refuse to be intimidated. Daily success will be the end game for you, realizing you don't have to play games with them, but live life to its fullest potential and get your desire to get to your desired destination. How many sick people and injured people and disabled people have time to deal with those people? Most don't have time for this. People are trying to get healthier, get things done in their lives, figure out how they can build a future from where they are now. They don't have time to just sit there and accept being bullied by an insurance harasser. Anyone that knows you is asked questions, and insured harassers attempt to convince them to sway personal views their ways. In other words, if you're going to the doctor, before you even see that doctor, they're going in there saying all kinds of things. Oh, you don't want that person to be disabled because we have to pay them. How do you know this disabled? And maybe some of your doctors will kind of disappear if they agree. Now, ain't that something? You have a doctor that says, yes, you're disabled, and the next time you look around, he's gone. Now, why would that be? Frankly, I personally believe that when they have the audacity to intimidate and bully not only the people who've been injured, but anyone who helps them, there's a serious problem. What is the good news, though? Bodies don't lie. Let me tell you that again. When you're sick, you're injured, you're hurt, your body's going to tell it. It's going to say, I'm hurt. I'm disabled. I'm injured. Right? It's not going to say something different. No matter how many people they find to lie for them. And that's a good thing about a lie. The truth will always come out no matter how they'll try to bully you. Maybe they'll have to go back 100 years to find something to bully you with. Don't let them. If they go back 100 years, you stand at that 100, you move forward, and you just cream them, okay? Because they're not good people. If they would, they would do the right thing. Doing the wrong thing is not a good thing. And that's my perspective on it. Your injuries, I'll say that again, The good news is that bodies don't lie. Injuries and disabilities are front and center. Regardless of how much they may pay or hold up payments to those who they wish would do their dirty work, from my perspective, you just keep on moving. Their actions will be exposed, just as WikiLeaks has done on the types of surveillance bullying is being done right here in America. Since 2010, I, I remember hearing things like, Oh, they don't do uh, surveillance or harassment. And, oh, they don't do it for more than five days. I knew that was a lie from day one. This is 2000. They started in 2010. This is 2017. What does that tell you? That tells you they're lying. That tells you they're more interested in getting their way than doing what's right. And at least that's from my perspective on that. Like I said, go out to Esther's blog tips, it's on Twitter, and read about it for yourself. Power, influence, tactical strategies are used by insurance companies, whether they are public or private. But when the millions of individuals these dysfunctional tactics are used on in order to keep benefits or settlements speak out, things will change. So what am I asking you? I'm asking you to call right now. 718-766-4385 and stand up and say, this is what's been done to me. This is the dysfunctional tactics of how I've been hurt when I've tried to get my benefits or settlement. That's the only way things will change. If you stay silent and bullied and intimidated, what will happen? This will continue to go on for decades like it has in the past, okay, with very little challenge to these insurance companies. But don't you think it's time right now for a new way, a new day, a way to get rid of all these things that are hurting the people who need it most? I mean, look at 
what they're trying to do to Obamacare and try to create Trump care. If anyone's seen those two legislations or you just heard enough, you should be terrified. Anytime America is willing to kill off millions of people for money they don't even need, there's a problem. Why in the world would you be willing to try to do block grants in states when you know that's not even going to be enough money? Yet still, your friend over there that's wealthy, he's able to get his care. But the poor people dying in droves. And why is that? Because our Congress has no interest in protecting you. Their interest is Wall Street. But I guess that's another topic. We'll have to get back on that one someday. So if you do support insured civil rights legislation, especially if you live in Washington State, because I'm going to get uh, place it on the Washington State Initiative so it comes up on the ballot. So if you see them out and about, make sure to sign up and say, yes, I do support insured civil rights because if I'm injured in a car accident, I do want my family or anyone injured to be paid the premiums or settlements they were promised. Okay. A car wreck is just really a, a very uh, difficult thing, and it's really hard to get through it. I thought that something was interesting said this week from uh, someone in California. They're starting to, uh, what are they doing, uh, cars that without people, what do they call those things, where you're driving and there's nobody in the car. So California was talking about people making errors and how many accidents they have a day because of it, so they're going to start to do that. And I, I thought, okay, that's, that's great if it's been tested enough, but if it hasn't, please don't bring those cars close to me because... Personally, you know, being in a car accident, because you know, at least from my perspective, those cars are going to fail for some reason at some time. And if there is no one driving, I don't want to be near it. It's like saying, well, if, you know, if, the, if you're in a plane and the pilot has a heart attack, who's going to be driving, right? <laughs> so at least you know they have a co-pilot there who could take over. Okay. With nobody in a car? And they're not talking about insurance with that one, are they? So I, I guess I'll wait a while for that one to come out to, to get the full story. But I thought that was, was really interesting. Another thing to ask your insurers is like, will your insurer harassers tell you they are hacking you using Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, VPN, DSL, your TV, or anything else they can get their hands on? I personally doubt they will tell you. But you will know it because of their behavior. You know how your machines, your, your TV is supposed to be responding and all of a sudden it's doing things it never did and you've had that TV for decades and it's not something that needs to be fixed? I mean, to me, when they're, they're actually beginning to put out all these, I think someone said there was like 66 million, don't quote me on this one because I'm not quite sure, but they, I think they said it was 66 million electronic devices worldwide that use these tools or like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. And to me, it's just like, why don't you just, you know, open your door and let the wind in? Because evidently that's what they're doing with these tools. They're not using them to protect us. Frankly, from my opinion, in particular in this case, they're using it to hurt us. When you get that uneasy feeling that something's not right, what can you do? You can learn how things work properly before it's being hacked. There are differences, and there are ten times as many people in places all of a sudden. In other words, not only are there different... Let me back up here so I'll make sure you understand me here. The one thing on electronic devices, if you've had them a while, you know how they're supposed to work, in particular your laptop or your computers, your desktop. When you see things kind of going awry or not working the way they're supposed to, then you know something either needs to be fixed and can be fixed or you're being hacked. But also, um, there, if you're actually out and about doing your daily routine and all of a sudden there are ten times as many people in the same place, now, maybe one time that can be a, a coincidence or something. Uh, you don't have to become, you know, paranoid with these 
I call them insurers, insurer harassers out there every place you go. But if you start to pay attention and look up, you'll see them. And often, sometimes they like to, to get in your face. So if they do, just pick up your camera, take a picture. And I have please posted to Esther's uh, uh, harass. In fact, by the way, there's a new Twitter account out there. It's Esther Seattle, but it's Esther Harassment. And this particular account is going to actually start um, documenting all the harassment so that you can see it firsthand instead of having it, having them all over in the different sites. You can go to that one place and you'll be able to see it. And I'll try to get some of the back history over there. I won't go back to 2010, but I'll go back there so you can actually see some of the things that you might be experiencing. So make sure now to give me a call at 718-766-4385. Again, that number is 766, I'm sorry, 718-766-4385. In a 217 Car Accident Weekly Planner, there needs to be places where you can write your own notes, save information that uh, you need to retrieve at a later date, and be able to, ask, to be able to document things that are important to your case. And this is the reason why I designed 217 Car Accident Weekly Planner with an injured person in mind. So let's talk about what you, as an injured person, would find helpful in a car accident weekly planner. And we'll go over what I have in this planner to be helpful. I personally know how difficult life can be after being involved in a traffic collision. In most cases, the time, energy, recovery, and money required makes this journey difficult. And therefore, having wisdom and knowledge at your disposal can alleviate pain, suffering, and prepare you for the challenges from auto insurance, employers, long-term disability insurance, Social Security, attorneys, or anyone else who comes along on your journey. When in a car wreck, focusing on recovery and directing how life moves forward becomes important. There will be challenges, yet they can be overcome with creativity, hopefulness, determination, and rest. Find a hobby or join me as an advocate to improve the lives of people injured ensure civil rights legislation to be passed by Congress. Take care of yourself and remember that I am here for you. My website at estruscarwreckhelp.com. You'll find legitimate links here and answers. Best recovery to you, Estra. All right, you're on Talking About You with Estra. And now it's time for our blast from the past. And what we're going to go, and the first one we're going to do today is personal injury and poverty. And that's because too many people right now are hurting. And unfortunately, we're not getting the support and the help that we need. Thank you for joining Talking About You with Estra, where you can find information on auto insurance, employer and ERISA policies, short and long-term disability, personal injury claims, surveillance, and much, much more. This is your Car Accident Radio Channel. Talking about you with Estra's radio show welcomes you. Call the show today at 718-766-4385 with your questions, comments, or car accident experiences. I'm listening to what you have to say about your journey. And you never need to travel this path alone. You can read, watch, or listen with me at any time. If living in poverty, no one needs to define it for you. You know it's a struggle, and daily living needs are not being met. Day-to-day struggles are hard to endure. Living without vital items becomes commonplace. 
People living in poverty also know the disappointment of not being able to provide help to others who are important in their life. Yet, many of these burdens would have been uplifted if receiving a fair settlement from auto insurance claims or receiving regular benefits for short or long-term disability in an individual or group policy provided by employers or could be assured that Social Security disability payments could not be stopped without advance notice. For today's definition of poverty by Estra, which is me, is defined as, quote, living without resources promised by a corporation and paid for with insurance premiums, but not paid to policyholders after filing a claim, leaving insurance without the necessary income for survival in a way expected and assumed when signing contracts with these organizations, which leave insured without income, which would have allowed daily needs to be met, end quote. The losses experienced down this journey can be significant even without the loss of income. The physical and emotional toll of recovery can be enormous, especially at the beginning of the process. The mind and body can be in two different locations, meaning the mind may be processing things the way it did before collision and the body has damage it must immediately attempt to repair. Therefore, from my experience, there can be a lag time between the shock of the experience, which can be fully grasped by the person starting this journey. And unfortunately, this is also a time where many individuals can be taken advantage of because of being in shock and temporarily losing their bearings. It can be very difficult to make decisions in your best interest at this time. Be very careful in making major decisions until able to understand the full repercussions of choices. This is one of the main reasons why I continue to say, be your best advocate. The choices you make will impact future dealings. There is no shame if you fall into poverty. In life, you can do the right things and still end up in the wrong place. The key to remember is that change is constant, and you can improve upon where you are physically, emotionally, and financially. It is really about the whole you, and this is why you are the most important person in this equation. When it's all said and done, the corporations have the time and money to defend their stance against those with the least in our society. In my opinion, in most cases, their concerns are more with investors than policyholders. And until we are able to get insured civil rights legislation through Congress, the hurt and suffering experiences by policyholders must be a shared burden by bringing awareness to the plight of those living in poverty due to unpaid claims. The question which must be asked and addressed is why such an industry as insurance, which by the way is closely tied to banking with their vast power, be regulated at state levels when most of their policies and business are regulated on a federal level. In my opinion, state budgets do not have enough power to change bad faith behaviors by billion dollar corporations. Poverty will not end due to unpaid claims until legislation is passed to protect the rights of policyholders. The leash lobbyists of these powerful corporations have on current policyholder contracts provide enough loopholes that few policyholders have the resources to fight for their benefits. As our country moves further and further towards those who have money and resources and against those who don't, the more inequality in our legal system, economics, housing, medical care, and yes, this list does go on and on, means the lives we lead will be decided by our few and less opportunities for those outside the boundaries of Wall Street will continue to occur. One of the first safety nets people involved in a car crash invoke is their auto insurance policy. In back of their minds, many policyholders think that they'll receive support from their insurance carrier, and they can rely on this corporation to protect them from future harm. But is it true? Can you let your hair down, so to speak, and expect to be protected by these corporations? Does paying premiums month after month, year after year matter? How about being treated reasonably in the past in the claim process? Auto insurance companies command how most outcomes will occur for policyholders. They control when and how much medical providers receive for your care, how much attorney fees will be paid, and if and when policyholder settlements will take place and for how much. Therefore, auto insurance companies are at the core of the entire process. What moves without them? 
In fact, they are capable of creating the auto insurance claim to nowhere. What incentives do they have to pay out claims? Policyholders goodwill, premium payments coming in from the insured, keeping investors happy. What about their reputation to draw in new customers? All these efforts impact their bottom line. One dissatisfied policyholder will tell at least 10 others compared to those who are satisfied. Can repetitive commercials place a psychological salve on possible future clients? Can systematic bearing of online complaints or advertising on the same page quiet these unhappy insureds? What about legislation that works on their behalf? The complexity of the auto insurance claim process and the journey of dealing with this multifaceted industry means that being informed and prepared before the collision means knowing what to look for along with what to look out for during the claim. Take nothing for granted about what you can assume to expect when dealing with auto insurance companies. Look at their records. Share how you've been treated by them. Good faith and bad faith examples help policyholders to make better decisions. This can only happen by not being bullied into silence. Recognized as a group of informed policyholders, less will fall prey to poverty. And insurance companies with these reputations will not have anywhere to hide online, offline, or behind commercials. Today, finding the right job or career is not easy in our current economy. Upward mobility has become a dream for many, far away from reality. Most persevere through tough times to reach this goal or obtain positions which at least provide the possibilities. Nothing shakes up the possibility more than a car crash with injuries. Income is how most people keep their lives on track and take care of day-to-day living expenses. Although most are still living paycheck to paycheck and are almost homeless, employees continue to make it work. But what happens when the paychecks end? Even worse, what happens if you are unable to work? This is where a large percentage of private employees who do not have insurance associated with their jobs have a problem because it's no work, no pay. Not only before Obamacare did most have no way of paying medical bills, but no resources to keep them afloat. And approximately 50% of those who do have employee benefits are not guaranteed to receive these benefits. Most private employers are becoming self-insured, meaning taking on responsibility of being their employee's insurance company, making the decisions who actually will receive those benefits and who will not. By being self-insured, private corporations fall under ERISA legislation, which was drafted by Congress. In this process, consideration of policyholders, in my opinion, were ill-conceived and leaned favorably towards these corporations. Who would have thought Congress would have placed no compensation for employees who are treated unfairly by employers? Currently, the behaviors of employers are not subject to the same rules as those with individual plans. Group plans give employers lead way to bypass incentives which encourage bad faith practices against their employees. What was Congress thinking? Too much lobbyist input, perhaps. Why would a company with incentives not to approve a claim be the same organization to make the decision? Very few places do we see such conflict. No one knows what to expect after a collision. But one thing we do want to find out is how an employer treats their employees filing a claim for short or long-term disability. Do they attempt to bring employees back before well in order to release them? Do they pay up to two years before releasing the long-term disability claim instead of carrying it out full term? Do they perform surveillance in hopes of being able to eliminate this claim completely? Typically, these employers also have far greater resources than their employees. And typically, just as with auto insurance, they use monthly reports to seek out your conditions in hope of finding a way to eliminate your claim. One must also be aware of the possible similar situations with employers. In my opinion, it's a slippery slope when you lean on these corporations in hope of a fair and equitable treatment or settlement. Do they have too much to lose for their investors when treating employees right? One of the last hopes of staying afloat to some degree for people hurt in a car collision is Social Security Disability. Wall Street has tried for decades to get their hands on this money to gamble it with your future, not theirs. 
The disabled have been called every name in the book by those seeking more Wall Street money through using Social Security funds. No longer is barring against it good enough for them, which has done in the past. Not even Congress's legislation for another bailout for their bad behavior is enough. It is the least of us which will live in poverty when there is only Social Security income, which is approximately 1200 a month. This will not cover rent in most places in the United States. It's a meager existence on this income, which does help with the survival of people who are falling on misfortune. The shame-based tactics used to humiliate this population of people should put Wall Street to complete embarrassment. Anyone who thinks life is good on disability should switch out their lives with someone attempting to live on it. USA Today placed the price tag to live the American dream today as $130,000 a year, which is far from $1,200 a month. Living in poverty requires creativity most have never considered. Although most people who live on Social Security disability as their only source of income at least live in poverty. And the operative word is live. Yet how many of these people would be lifted out of these circumstances if insured civil rights legislation was signed by Congress? Legislation which required people to be paid who have been hurt in a collision. The inequality in America is growing to new heights, from my perspective. When more is never enough, regardless at the expense of the least of us, this certainly does not look like we are going in the right direction as a society, as suggested recently by the surveys taken. Yet, Social Security disability may be buckling under the pressure of those who see the funds once looked upon as Wall Street chump change. When the economy was booming and Wall Street was doing well, they weren't interested. Notice at the recent recession, more corporations were willing to take food stamps, Medicare, and any other government money they could get their hands on. All of a sudden, those with the benefits received hostilities by those who didn't. What a change in tide this has become. Yet, these people had done nothing to no one. In fact, disability had happened to them. When Social Security disability follows Wall Street down the road to mistreat those who they are to protect and serve, the poor and middle class are in trouble. When Social Security doesn't stand up and say, the program is not in as bad a shape as Republicans of Wall Street would say. More importantly, individuals who place their money in this insurance program, and yes, this too is an insurance fund, then the fox may start protecting the hen house, which will place people in a worse position than poverty. That's a place without hope. Who wants to be hopeless? No one. Become informed. Become an advocate to keep benefits in the hands of those it was designed for, those who invest in it, not Wall Street. Let Social Security funds be reinvested for their programs. Many have a blind trust in Social Security disability, yet the same things can happen to you through this insurance carrier as auto insurance and self-insured port. In fact, the network in which they have built among them may not be in your best of interest. Yet Americans are fighters and will not walk quietly away from receiving benefits they expected after being hurt and paying premiums. And this is, again, the reason to educate yourself on the rules. First, it will allow you to become your best advocate. And second, it will eliminate some of the deceptive practices of bad faith insurance companies wherever you may encounter them. Policyholders' lives matter, too. They should not be disregarded and subjected to living in poverty because of the choices made by those who refuse to pay claims they agreed to pay when taking premiums. Would Wall Street be treated the same? Frankly, in my opinion, they would not. Thank you for listening to the show today. Only with your continued knowledge about the insurance industry, self-insurance. Now, wasn't that a good flash from the past? Personal injury and poverty is something that seems like more and more people today are having to be, to live with, and not because we're the richest uh, country in the world. Why would we? Why would our people have to be subjected to a lot of the things? Because only a few, less than one percent, control the way in which things go. There's just something that's wrong with that. I also want to take a moment and talk about cuts to Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security that. Uh, the Trump administration is deciding to do. That was not something that they promised they were going to do when they ran. 
They were going to protect Social Security, right? Protect, not destroy, not harm, not let people die because they're not able to get medical care. I don't remember those things being uh, said as part of the uh, campaign process. So be aware that that's something that they're trying to get down the line. And a lot of people are going to town halls, thank God, all over America. Let's give you a, a hand for going out and saying, hey, do not do this to us. We will vote you out. We don't want this, right? So take a look, in particular now that they're trying to come up with uh, Trump care versus Obamacare. I think that's just remarkable. Uh, from what uh, We haven't actually seen the plan come out itself, but what they've said, Republicans or GOP, out of their own mouth, is that actually it's going to be cut back. People are going to have options to buy it. <laughs> it's kind of like saying, uh, you know, you can go build this wonderful house over there if you have a billion dollars and you're sitting over there in poverty. You can't even imagine how you're going to get there. Okay, so when they're talking Trump care versus Obamacare, you actually say, let me know what's really in the package. Give me the facts, you know, because there's a lot of lies going left and right. When you actually ask them, well, uh, does this mean that people, when they say that there's going to be about 15 million people uh, left that will be able to have care, that's a lot of dying going on in America and in silent places. Frankly, I believe in America we need to change that so that things that happen uh, in the background need to be brought to the foreground. I don't think Americans need to be dying because they can't get health care. I don't think Americans need to be living outside because a few people are making housing so astronomical that people can't even afford to live indoors. Something is wrong with the segment of our society when they don't consider human rights something that actually needs to, that everyone needs to have. So frankly, I, I have a serious problem with uh, people uh, doing things that's not necessary. So another thing that they were talking about is actually they're going to cut Planned Parenthood so there'll be no funding. What in the world is that about? They don't even want poor families to be able to get health care in their communities because there's nobody else that you think some of those Wall Street companies are going to go down there where the poor people are and help them. I don't think so because they're more interested in the money than the care. You have to care about people to be a Planned Parenthood. You have to recognize that the things that they do is out of compassion and concern. If they're not getting rich, believe me, you know, they're just trying to take care of people, people who need to be taken care of. So that's one of the things that also is really important that's come up this week. They've talked also a little bit more about voter suppression versus voter fraud, right, because that's something Republicans are always talking about. There is voter fraud. There is voter fraud. As they, I don't know if you're aware of this, a lot of the Republican states are actually out there Ripping away your rights to vote. So if you don't know that, you need to take a, pay close attention to what's going on in your state and what revisions are being made and also get out there at those town meetings and say, voter suppression because you want to stay in office? This is, this is a democracy, right? This is not something else. So this is not something that you can stage to make it so it works only for you. America is a democracy that needs to work for all of us, which brings me to the next uh, thing that's really kind of getting, I would say, hairy, is the Russian-Trump connection. Uh, more and more information keeps coming out about uh, how this works. In fact, I think uh, Representative, he's a Democrat, though, Swellman, is it Swell, Swellwell? I think it's Swellwell, actually went out and connected all the dots so everybody factually, you know, facts are really important today, tomorrow, the next day. Facts are always important. He made actually uh, the connections to showing the relationship between Russia and the Trump administration. And now they're coming out and having to say more and more that, yes, they were involved in uh, dealing with Russia 
during the campaign. I personally believe that uh, before this is over, Hillary Clinton will be redeemed. And I hope those who really chastise her will give her the the apology that she deserves. Um, I think it was sad the way that she was treated uh, just so that somebody else, when when Russia uh, was working to make sure she didn't get elected because they were afraid of her, I think that was what was said was on MSNBC today. Uh, I think that's a scary thought. I think she did everything she could to become the first president, female president. And I think perhaps some of those biases and Russians and Trump, basically, if he's working with or if he, if he worked with them, which it sounds like within the next six months, we're going to know a lot of details about what's been going on. Uh, and I don't know where that's going to leave us. So I hope people are taking Bernie Sanders' suggestion and voting at the local level because it is obvious to me and anybody with eyes that the things that are going on in our country right now are not for us. They're for a few, but they're not for us. So let's do, I think we've got two more blasts from the past today. We're going to actually uh, do one for Social Security Disability Surveillance because you need to know they don't. They do things just like the rest of them. I'm not sure why that uh, they think that saving money that you gave them is also a thing to do, but for some reason, uh, disability surveillance is happening, and personally, I frankly believe to people that are not deserving. All right, so let's go ahead and take a listen from a blast of the past. What is one of the best hidden secrets of Social Security disability surveillance? Who works with them? What are their tactics? How will you be impacted? Today, Talking About You with Estra welcomes you for Social Security Disability Surveillance Episode. Social Security Disability Programs were initially designed to help low- and middle-class individuals from having to live out life in dire poverty after some calamity. This program was fought against by the Republican Party for years. But just as the Affordable Care Act, after decades of blockage, the needs of most of the American people beat out the needs and desires of Wall Street. And what happened once Social Security Disability was approved? The lives of people injured in car accidents who became disabled Lifestyles did drop from the original levels to poverty levels, as is today, but not completely hopeless. Once citizens saw the value of the Social Security Administration programs, those opposing it realized the citizens became a force to be reckoned with, and today, the strategy to get rid of Social Security programs tends not to be straightforward, but backdoor tactics that do tend to hurt those recipients who depend on them for a better quality of life because some Republicans and a few Democrats would prefer to see the demise of these programs. Actions today continue that cut benefits, harass and intimidate those participating, and yes, this is another long list, which would take a while longer at least than this program has to cover them all. Therefore today, the small portion we will talk about will be Social Security Disability Surveillance. Republican House Representative Sam Graves of Missouri has Bill H.R. 3482, which has a mission to cut disabled off of Social Security disability through surveillance. The bill authorizes over 54 units within inner cities to investigate those on SSDI and SSI. One thing I didn't notice in the bill is the cost of these new 54 surveillance units and the current contracts to private companies to design these buildings. Wall Street has long waited to privatize Social Security income to their benefit and recipients' demise. Will this be an apocalypse of Social Security disability? Only if you don't get involved in the process. Keep alert on the actions and behaviors of Wall Street, standing up against Social Security Administration, working on their behalf and not yours. In my opinion, there's a difference between how Social Security Disability responds to their insurance when there is a Democratic versus a Republican Congress. When Democratic legislations are being put forward, there's a compassion to aid in the recovery of the disabled, to make their lives better. 
to invest in the help required to get as many individuals back on their feet and leading a rewarding life. There's a recognition that the road back to recovery in most cases is a long, hard one, but a road well-traveled for the taste of victory. The struggles of most disabled can make life hopeless unless light can be seen at the end of the tunnel. Compassionate guidance can move the disabled a long way to a better future. Yet this Republican Congress is taking a totally different approach. Instead of investing in a group of hurting, few skills and resources in many cases, they choose to put individuals under surveillance in hopes of eliminating their insurance claim. Does Wall Street need the money from Social Security income that bad? Has the recession created such a loss for them they came looking at the least of us? Really? There was a time in our society people looked down on people who were disabled because they felt their lives were so much better. Has our economy fallen so far due to unscrupulous behavior of Wall Street that Social Security disability looks good? Really? How can poverty in any country look good to anyone? Ask those receiving Social Security disability income, and they will tell you it's not enough income and that most struggle daily just trying to make ends meet, especially due to Congress allowing employers not to pay their fair share to employees. For if employers paid out disability to employees, along with the Social Security disability, the struggles for many would be far less hardships. But instead, this Congress has decided that it's better to take from a group of people who have so little from the start and spend their days suffering through their disabilities. Is this the type of Congress that should be representing you? Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren don't think so. They see your needs and hurts. They acknowledge what is currently being done to those on Social Security. This Congress refused to give cost of living increases to those on Social Security, but gave their staffs and themselves raises. What is wrong with these people? Do they think we are blind and cannot see? Do they truly believe in their heart we are second-class citizens? Or that we will not stand up and be counted? I beg to differ. Standing up is what people involved in the Social Security Administration programs must do. Otherwise, one day, these tactics to cut, reduce, and discourage those who have a right to these benefits will happen. Isn't this what harassment and intimidation is all about? Making you fearful, forcing you to live with lack instead of ask, making you feel bad about the help, even though you've been paying premiums into this program through working. Wall Street greed factors should not play a role with those who often give more to them than they deserve. And people who are disabled should not be mistreated and taken advantage of because they feel bad about their circumstances. Social Security surveillance is often performed on individuals with few resources, little power, with hardly a voice against an organization, with vast community, state, and federal resources to use at will, appropriately or inappropriately. For people seeking the assistance of Social Security Administration, far removed from their consciousness are the types of behaviors subjected to by this organization performing surveillance upon their daily lives for the benefit of Wall Street. In Maryland, there's an office that primarily works for surveillance of the SSI and SSDI recipients. However, if you ask them, they'll probably not tell you about their process or confirm this action. In fact, the Social Security Administration has a legal right not to tell you or anyone else, for that matter, about their behavior. Who would approve of such a law, and why hasn't this one been revised? But what will get you going more than this is another part of the law Congress wants to pass. It states that if your employer will pay your disability income and you no longer will apply for Social Security disability, they will get more subsidies to add to the vast number they already have. For years, our government has been paying the cost for private companies, whether this is giving out food stamps instead of the companies paying a decent wage, health care benefits that they pass on to Medicare instead of paying their own retirees, or disability income they pass on to Social Security disability. And they talk about the low and middle class people not paying their fair share. Really? And who allows them to get away with this? Congress. Yes, Congress. 
The one at the top of the food chain is getting their chain yanked by Wall Street. And the people at the bottom are chasing their tails because of it. Who really needs the surveillance? I suspect it's not the disabled on Social Security disability. I can see this will have to be a series to get through enough information to give you a flavor of what to expect when dealing with disability surveillance, whether it be Social Security, insurance companies, employers, but guess what? In most cases, they are working together without your knowledge. Add the police departments in your community along with investigative companies and being disabled and broke for many is a lot to bear by themselves. Who would put such a burden on people who are already weary? Only those whose self-interest exceeds that of the 20% of the country in this situation. Here's a list of behavior you can expect from those performing surveillance. Number one, they'll be moving into your neighborhood, talking with your neighbors, and recruiting them, by the way, spotting all the entrances and exits from your location, who you associate with, where you go regularly, and what kind of activities you perform. Number two, getting information from those who treat your conditions. Attempt to convince them your condition is not that serious, while harassers try to get you to say something inappropriate or do something you've stated on your forms to them that you cannot physically or mentally do. Number three, harassers coming out into the open to scare you, to get you to do something that would hurt your claim or force you to do what they want you to do. Most people injured in a car accident have been traumatized from the event. Therefore, tactics are used while driving to scare you into making serious mistakes. Number four, cut off benefits and let you sweat. They like this one, by the way. This tactic is used to get you to sign documents you would not otherwise do. Number five, online harassment and intimidation through social media accounts, search engines, tweets, replies, or create false items to harass and intimidate you online, your online accounts. This means they're spending a lot of time, energy, and money to bully you. They'll also hack your smartphone, your laptop, sometimes even your laptops disappear, desktop, tablets, whatever electronic devices are available. So if you're not good with computers, you might want to find somebody who is that's trustworthy because sometimes if you take it to places that uh, have relationships with them, you might get your computer back and it may not even work. Believe me, this is another endless list. Today I have not brushed the surface. Therefore, there will be much more details coming in the future. However, leaving you with all this bad news wouldn't be good. So let's end on a good note. First, this behavior of surveillance in most cases is inappropriate and places a burden on the disabled which is not needed because life is hard enough. After facing such mistreatment, you will get a lot smarter. Trust me on that one. But trusting others may no longer be a priority after being bullied and abused, and I believe me, it is abuse in some ways. And you may also not be as forgiving as you once were. But you will begin to recognize human nature and behaviors in ways your mind never encountered or should and you'll learn how to stand up for yourself and others and be counted. Sometimes you don't know what you're truly made of until pushed. The greatest words, in my opinion, came from a great man who said, quote, I will not be broken. And that was Muhammad Ali. And I suggest, in this case, you follow in his footsteps. Stay safe, well, and determined. Thanks for listening. Those were probably not the Social Security disability that you thought you knew. But unfortunately, far too many other people are learning Social Security disability to be this way. So disability, a Social Security disability surveillance is real and, from my perspective, is out there because the Republican Congress wants to try to take the little that we have away. 
in order to give it to people like Wall Street that doesn't need it. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you can, uh, there's a few more minutes if you want to still call in at 718-766-4385. Again, at 718-766-4385. And if you're having trouble with the insured harassers online, you can always go out to Twitter at Esther's Radio Show and leave your comments because we have a lot to say about car accidents. There's also, you can always go out to Talking About You with Estra on iTunes and also on Block Talk Radio. And there's over 400 archives out there for you to be able to listen to. Uh, another great one out there is You and Cyberbullying After a Car Accident. I certainly recommend that you go out and take a listen to that, and we'll probably play that one on the next show or sometime soon. So thank you so much for being a part of the show today. You've been wonderful. And uh, make sure to come back on Saturday at this time, and we'll continue the conversation. Did you enjoy the format for Talking About You with Estra today? Let me know at Estra's Radio Show on Twitter or Talking About You with Estra on Facebook. The more we know about our rights concerning a car accident, the better off the injured will be. Thanks for your participation today in the program. Until next week, strive safe, be hopeful, and help each other. This is Estra, your car accident advocate in Seattle, Washington, USA. When you need me, I'll be here at estrascarwreckhelp.com. Again, that website is estracarwreckhelp.com. That's one full word. I hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>